Do you know that from your position, you can change a situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegun Obaje as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. We thank you for giving birth to us in Christ Jesus. Thank you for making us part of your family. Thank you for sharing your life with us and sharing your love with us. We're grateful. We give you praise, honor, and adoration. Be thou exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. This very day, Heavenly Father, I ask that there will be a deluge of revelation knowledge. There will be an avalanche of grace in this place in the name of Jesus Christ. There will be an outpouring of your word and revelation knowledge into the hearts of everyone here present in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Praise God. Please make yourself comfortable. Amen. Before I go into the heart of what I have to share with us today, there is um, a prelude to what God has put in my heart, and I want to give that to start with. Praise God. Hallelujah. Turning your Bibles very quickly to the book of 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. Second Corinthians, I beg your pardon. Second Corinthians chapter five. Second Corinthians chapter five and verse seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. What it means is that old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Verse 18. And all things that are of, that are all things are of God who had reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and had given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. Hallelujah. Now it's clear from here that the very day you got saved, not only did you become a new creature, you also received a ministry from the Lord. Did you get that? The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And all these things that have become new, they are of God, who has reconciled us unto himself through Christ Jesus, and hath given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. The very day you got saved at new birth, not only did you receive eternal life into your spirit, the God kind of life, you also received a ministry. So every Christian is a minister. Isn't that amazing? Praise God. Yeah, every Christian is a minister. 
Now, what is our ministry? Our ministry is the ministry of reconciliation. What is reconciliation? Bringing the lost man, the lost race, the lost world, bringing them back to God. In the beginning, God said, let us make man in our image, Genesis 1 and verse 26, and let them have dominion, dominion over all the earth, the birds of the air, the animals that creep on the ground, the fishes in the sea, and over all the elements of this earth. Hallelujah. So God made man in his own image after his likeness. That was his dream. The enemy came into the garden, deceived Eve, and then Adam willingly and consciously took side with that and sold out that dominion to the devil. So man was lost. Man did not only become a transgressor by act, he became a sinner as well by nature. He transmuted, glory to God. And so God had to reel out his plan B. Ever before the world began, the Lamb of God was slain. So Jesus had to come to die in our stead because the soul that sins shall die, the word says. So the justice of God was fulfilled. In his mercy, Jesus stood in our stead, died, and then redeemed man back to God. You see, legally, the work is done. Man does not need another savior apart from Jesus Christ. How many of us know that? Yeah, man does not need another provision, another substitute apart from Jesus Christ. So the work is finished. The work is done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you see, when Jesus came and fulfilled it, right there on the cross and was raised from the dead on the third day according to scriptures, the Bible says, he called God our God, and he called his Father God our own Father God. Glory to God. Take time out, study John 20. See that there? When Mary wanted to touch him, said, Do not touch me, for I have not yet appeared unto my God and your God, my Father and your Father. Glory to God. That means he actually fulfilled the requirement of justice. He satisfied it. Glory to God. But you see, not all men on earth, not all people on earth are aware of this. Some are wallowing in sin, some are in poverty, some are dying of ignorance, not because the provision has not been made, but because they do not know of it. They are not aware. So everyone who gets saved receives the life of the Father, eternal life, and at that very moment of salvation, at that very moment of new birth, he receives, or he or she, receives a ministry. It's called the ministry of reconciliation. That means he's come into that awareness. He's received Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Now he has the mandate from the Father. He has the mandate from Jesus himself to go tell the world about Jesus that he's received. Hallelujah. That's our ministry. 
Say it with your mouth. Say, that's my ministry. Yeah, come on, say it. Say, that's my ministry. Now, see, this idea that, oh, Pastor Shagun and his wife, Pastor Shola and his wife, Pastor Bayomi and his wife, and Pastor Taiwo, they are doing ministry. Those are the people in the ministry. Amen. You see, every Christian is in the ministry. Hallelujah. Yes, some are fivefold ministers. In other words, those who have been called into the fivefold ministry offices. Praise God. See that? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Amen. And you see, their own work and assignment is not to do ministry. Do you know that? It's to prepare people for ministry. Having ascended on high, Ephesians 4, the Bible says he led captivity captives. He gave gifts unto men. For what purpose? For the perfecting of the saints. For what purpose? For the perfecting of the saints. So the saints can do the work of the ministry. And everybody's edified all together. Glory to God. That's, that's the essence of ministry gifts. That's the assignment. That's their job specification. You see that? So you see, this idea that um, they are in the ministry... We are beneficiaries of the ministry. It's not, it's not biblical. It's not scriptural. Hello? How many ministers do we have here? Ministers of God. Some people are saying, huh? am I? Renew your mind. Are you born again? No, how many of us are saved here? You're born again. You've made Jesus a lot of your life. Wave your hands, everybody. All right? Good. Okay, put down your hands. How many ministers do we have here? Say it again. Say, I'm a minister of the gospel. One more time. Say, I'm a minister of the gospel. Say it again. Say, I'm a minister of the gospel. And then he says, your feet are blessed. Your feet are blessed. They are beautiful. That means your going is beautiful. Anytime you move out, you make a move to get the gospel across to people, the word of God, the good news of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. He says that move is blessed. Glory to God. So every move we make to get the gospel out to people is a blessed move. It's blessed. It's blessed. It's beautiful, gracious, full of goodness. Hallelujah. You see that? So everyone who is saved... Everyone who is saved is a minister of the gospel. Some three months ago, while we were praying in Ife, the Lord gave me, via tongues and interpretation, these words, the leverage. We were praying and praying and praying. How many of us know men ought always to pray? Uh-huh. Someone, you know, humorously said, that's the difference between boys and men. <laughs> men always pray. Boys always play. <laughs> Praise God. You see, men ought always to pray and not to faint. However, the word men there is, you know, that has nothing to do with gender. People. All right? People. Praise God. Now, the point is, while we're praying, the, the word of the Lord came through tongues and interpretation and said, have a daily devotional that will reach out to people and make my word a part of them daily. 
How many of us know God does not have weekly bread, doesn't have monthly bread? God has daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. He's the God who daily loads us with benefits. Day after day uttered speech and night after night reveals knowledge. So there's a speech for each day. There is a knowledge for each night. Glory to God. So you see, the leverage has been packaged um, by us through the instruction of the Holy Spirit to give people the word of God and make the word of God their daily life. Now, the ministry of reconciliation is not just reaching out to sinners and bringing them into the fold, getting them saved. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, renewing their mind, helping them with God's word, renewing their mind with God's word, helping them with the privileges and opportunities to get God's word in to them so that they can walk with God the way they ought to is still part of the ministry of reconciliation. See, everything that we have to do, everything that we must do to get God's word out to people and keep that word out in their midst, hallelujah, we must do. And that's why we sow seeds. That's why we do things in church. Amen. See, the life of a man does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. Amen. Thank God for the cars and the houses and the jobs. Those things are beautiful. God wants to bless us with those things. Amen. But what do they translate into? What is the essence of those things? How do those things translate into blessing others, expanding the kingdom of God? That is the way we should be reasoning, we should be thinking. Amen? Yeah, that should be our thinking. Praise God. So we have eventually come up with the leverage. Hallelujah. I thought you would rejoice and just bless the Lord. Amen. This is it. Glory to God. Um, it's for January, February, and March. The first quarter of 2013. Hallelujah. All right. Um, it's loaded. Very loaded. Um, uh, what I want to say about the leverage is, is that it's not the usual daily devotional. Amen. The reason it is not, I will tell you. It's not a usual daily devotional because it is one instructed of, it was instructed um, by the Holy Spirit to do this. And then secondly, it's not just narrating an event. Okay, there was a rich man that went to do something somewhere and then the rich man said something to his servant and all that, you know. Amen. And then we just conclude from that. Amen. Thank God for all those things. Praise God. But you see, the point is, the leverage is primarily, I can tell you categorically that it is 100% word. Did, did you get that? It is 100% word. There is no single unbelief there. There's no single doubt. Amen. So you see, it's 100% word. So it's different. Let me read the introduction to you. The Leverage is a daily devotional guide geared towards giving you the advantage in life. 
It is God's word packaged in Rema capsules to give your day the necessary boost for fulfillment. Many believers start their day with their hands not on the lever of God's word. This is a deviation from the normal. We ought to begin our day with what God began with. Glory to God. The word. The Bible says in John chapter 1 and verse 1, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Beloved, God's plan is to feed you with daily bread. Let's all say daily bread. Not weekly or monthly bread, but daily bread. God daily loads with benefits necessary for our all-round development. The leverage makes for this pattern of divine menu. Hallelujah. See that? In the competitiveness of life, you need more than the ordinary. How many of us know that? Yeah, we do. You need more than the usual. You need the word of God dished out on a regular basis for your daily life and destiny to unfold graciously. Hallelujah. You need a daily catalyst. Glory to God. Yeah, you need the leverage. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Matthew 4 and verse 4. Life is daily lived. It is lived daily, you see, by the word of God. The leverage is God's daily inspiration for your all-round prosperity. Amen? How many of us know God wants us to prosper in a rounded way, a rounded manner. Wave your hand. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Now, yesterday we were in the car. My wife and I were driving. I was driving. Uh, my wife was in the car with me. And um, the Lord spoke to me. And I said, wow. So she answered and said, why did you say wow? I said, the Lord just spoke to me. And said, the size of the kind of ministry you will run in life is a function of your passion for the word of God. How much passionate you are to get God's word out to the people. And he says, how blessed people are in your church or will become or will be in your church is a function of how passionate and how obsessed they are to get the word of God out to people. Praise God. You see that? The Bible says the Lord gave the word. Great is the company of those who published it. So you see the company of the publishers of God's word is always a great company. How many of us know this company is a great company? Yeah. This church is a company of great people. Yeah. If you believe it, say a bigger amen. The anointing for fruitfulness is working in this company. And God is lifting men because they are passionate for the gospel. You see, as your pastor, I'm teaching you to increase. I'm teaching you to expand. I'm teaching you to become fruitful in life. Amen. And I want you to appreciate me for that and say, Pastor, thank you for teaching us. Thank you for making us sow seeds. No, say it, say it. Amen. Yeah, you have to learn that. Thank you for making us sow seeds. 
Because the Bible says to give and it shall be what? Given back to you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaking together and running over shall men give back to your bosom. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now let's go into the heart of what I have to share today. Amen. Turn in your Bibles very quickly to the book of Mark. Gospel according to St. Mark. Chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. I'll start the reading from verse 24. Mark 5, 24. Mark 5, 24. Hallelujah. And Jesus went with him, talking about Jairus, and much people followed him and thronged him. Glory to God. And then verse 25 says, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned, about, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked round about to her, to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him, and told him all the truth. And he, Jesus, said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Hallelujah. Now, what I want to share with you this morning is centered on the point of contact of faith. Faith's point of contact. Faith's point of contact. Hallelujah. Faith's point of contact. Now, I want you to understand this very clearly, that faith by itself cannot accomplish itself. Faith by itself cannot materialize itself. Hallelujah. Faith is a means to an end. It is not an end by itself. Glory to God. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, the Bible says, Now faith is the substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of the things not seen. So it tells us that faith is a substance. 
However, it is a substance that cannot fulfill or materialize itself. Glory to God. Faith must be fulfilled by God himself. God himself, the living word, Jesus Christ, is the author and the finisher of our faith. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, start the reading from verse 2 downwards, it says to look to Jesus, looking on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So that means faith cannot author itself, faith cannot finish itself. Faith has an author, faith has a finisher. Jesus Christ, who is the living word, is the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. The Bible talks about the profession of our faith. It talks about the confession of our faith. And the Bible says to usher the confession of our faith, usher the profession of our faith to Jesus Christ, our high priest. Now, why do we have to usher or direct the confession of our faith to Jesus Christ? Amen. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1 down to 2. Because he's the finisher of our faith. He's the one who ministers the confession of our faith to the Father. And the Father authors, the Father directs, the Father orders the answer to our faith. Please understand that faith is not an end by itself. Faith is a means to the end of faith. You know, the Bible talks about the end of our faith. Hallelujah which is the salvation of our soul. So faith must produce its end. And the end of whatever it is we believe comes through our faith by God. Hallelujah. Now, everyone who believed in scriptures, they came to Jesus to make a point of contact with him. Because by themselves, with their faith, they could not fulfill, finish, or accomplish their faith. Hallelujah. So they had to come to the finisher of their faith so they could receive the end of their faith. If you believe in God for a car, the end of your faith in God for a car is the car. If you believe in God for a good marriage, the end of your faith in God for a good marriage is a good marriage. Hallelujah. You believe in God for a child, the end of your faith in God for a child is the child being born physically. See that? So every faith begins with God's word and it ends with the fulfillment that God grants that faith, the honor that God places on that faith that comes from God. That honor comes from God. The fulfillment of it comes from God. Praise God. And that's why many times we pray our faith to God. And then God grants our faith. Glory to God. He grants us our faith. What we believe. Amen. Now I, I want to say this. You remember the woman with the issue of blood. The reason she came to Jesus was because she had faith in Jesus. True or false? Yeah. 
It was faith that brought her to Jesus. So her faith began with something. The word that she heard. When the word came to her that there is a man called Jesus. God has anointed him with the Holy Spirit. God has anointed him with power. And the people that touched the elm of his garment were healed instantly. She said to herself, I'm going to do likewise. So you see, in Romans, according to Romans 10 and verse 17, so then faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. But that's not the end of it. Please don't forget that. That's not the end of faith. That's how faith comes. It is a faith is perfected or finished by hearing. That's how it comes. Amen. So faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith comes that way. It comes. So you see, faith came to her when she heard of Jesus. Hallelujah. That, hey, there's a man in town. He's so anointed. He's so anointed that just coming in contact with him, touching the hem of his garment, that's enough for your healing. She said, what? I'm, I'm, make, I'm going to make that vital contact. So you see, I'm sharing on faith's point of contact. Amen. So she came behind the press and then she touched the M of Jesus' garment. The very moment she did, she felt that the issue of blood had dried up. She felt it. Glory to God. And Jesus, knowing himself, that's in my account given by Evangelist Luke, said, Jesus, knowing himself, he perceived in himself that virtue had gone out of him. Amen. Said, who touched me? Now, listen very carefully. Look up, everybody. Your faith is a container. The power of God is the content that comes to fill that container. Without the content in that container, the container is good for nothing. It will be thrown away. Your faith is good for nothing if it's not based on the power of God. That means it is the power of God that actually materializes your faith. Paul said, you know, to the Corinthians, and then he said the same thing to the Thessalonians, that he did not come to them when he came to them with the word of God. He didn't come to them with the enticing words of man's wisdom. He came demonstrating the spirit and the power of God. And he said the reason he did that was so their faith would not be based on the wisdom of man, but on the power of God. Hallelujah. Now, what actually healed that woman with the issue of blood was the power of God. Let's not say the power of God. Say it again. Say the power of God. Virtue came out of his, I mean, of Jesus' body and touched the woman. Yes, Jesus placed the emphasis on her faith. All right. But the point is this. If the virtue had not gone out from Jesus, all right, nothing would have happened. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. So you see, the woman believed that she needed to make that vital point of contact. Let's want to say vital point of contact. One more time. Say it out loud. Vital point of contact. Shout it out loud. Vital point of contact. Yeah. So she came believing. And then she made that vital point of contact. And the power of God went through her body and healed her. Glory to God. 
See that? Now someone says, well, that's the only account in the Bible now. You remember Jairus, hallelujah, and that same Mark chapter 5 came to Jesus. His daughter was sick at home at the point of death. So Jairus came to Jesus and said, Master, please, if you would just come to my house and touch my daughter, she'll be healed. Hallelujah. And then the woman with the issue of blood intercepted while Jesus was going to Jairus' house to minister to his daughter. Hallelujah. And then news came from home that please don't bother the master anymore. Your daughter is dead. Jesus said, he said to him, be not afraid, only what? Believe. Be not afraid, only what? Believe. That means he was in faith. That was why he came. He came in faith. He believed. So Jesus says, stay in faith. Don't be afraid. Stay in faith. You came because you believed. I'm following you because I know you are in faith. Stay in faith. Hallelujah. And then Jesus went to his house and raised his daughter from the dead. Glory to God. Now listen very carefully. He believed. I thought... His faith would have made him whole at home without a point of contact. Now talk to me. Huh? I thought, you know, just by sitting down there. <laughs> that's why you see, the Bible says, forsake not the assembling together of one another. As the manner of some is, bad mannerism. You see, even if you have faith in your little room there, all right, and you don't come into the garden where the corporate anointing is functioning to make a vital contact, with that power of God through your faith, some things may not happen. Did you hear that? Yeah, I'm telling you the truth. I have learned that. So Jairus came. He believed. So he came. Glory to God. The woman with the issue of blood believed. So she came. In Matthew chapter 8, there's another man there, the centurion, whose servant was sick. At the point of death. He came with his faith in Jesus Christ. And when he came. He came with the conviction. That he needed to make that vital point of contact. Hallelujah. The vital point of contact. The very moment Jesus spoke the word. Your servant is healed. Right there and then. The very moment Jesus said that. The man turned back and went home. Because he knew when he said it, hello, when he said it, glory to God. When he said it, the power of God, the life of God, the anointing of the Holy Ghost went through his word and touched his servant right there and then, and that guy was healed. Praise God. I said, Praise the Lord. Let someone say, faith's point of contact. One more time, say it again. Say, faith's point of contact. Yeah. There's another account I want to bring to your awareness. And then we'll close. Turn in your Bibles quickly to the book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 14.
you, Lord. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 14. Are you there? We start the reading here from verse 6. Paul and his crew were aware of it and fled unto Lystra and Derb, cities of Lyconia, and unto the region that lied round about. Verse 7. And there they preached the gospel. What did they preach there? The gospel. Talk to me. What did they preach there? The gospel. And there they preached the gospel. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet. In other words, lame. Being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him, and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Amen. Now I brought this to you. You see, the man was lame. The same heard Paul preach. And then Paul, seeing and perceiving that the man had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Rise up and walk. And the man stood up right there and then and began to walk. Glory to God. Had never walked before. Was born crippled. Now, please note this very carefully. Now, what if Paul, all right, hadn't said to him, rise up and walk? Do you know that man could have had faith to be healed and still be there all his life, crippled? Do you know there are people like that in church who have faith for some things, but they do not understand the place of the vital point of contact of faith? And with their faith, they are still poor. With their faith, they are still sick. With their faith, they are still downtrodden. Why? Because they don't understand that they have to make a vital contact. Now, I have brought to your consideration four accounts. Ministers of the gospel. Children of the Most High God. Let us reason together. The first account was the account of the woman with the issue of blood, right? Beautiful. Excuse me, church. What was our faith's point of contact? No, talk to me. What was our faith's point of contact? Touching the garment of Jesus. Because that was what she believed. The second account I brought to you was the account of Jairus. Jairus' daughter who was sick. He came on behalf of her daughter. To beseech the master to come with him to his house so the master could lay his hands upon her daughter to be healed. And then news came from home that, excuse me, master, don't, don't bother Jesus. She's dead. Cold dead. And then Jesus said, be not afraid, only believe, right? And then Jesus still followed him to his house and got to his house and raised his daughter from the dead. Hallelujah. Now, excuse me, what was Jairus' point of contact, his faith's point of contact? Amen? No, talk to me. Good. A touch from Jesus. Amen? Jesus himself walked into the room 
and touched the daughter. And she was raised back to life. Praise God. Raised back to life, healed at the same time. All right. For the centurion, Matthew 8, for the centurion. Amen. What was his faith point of contact? Talk to me, huh? The spoken word of Jesus. No, talk to me. The spoken word of Jesus, right? Beautiful. All right, what about the man, the man at Lystra who was lame from his mother's womb, who had never walked? What was his own faith's point of contact? Amen. The voice of Paul. Amen. Paul said, now stand up. Glory to God. Now the man already had faith to be healed. Now I want to bring something to you. I know this that there will be a lot of, because I perceive in my spirit that people have faith for many things, but they don't know how to let it loose. Amen. Now let me say this to you. For the woman with the issue of blood, she acted on what she believed. She did just what her faith demanded. For Jairus, she, he did rather what, her, what his faith demanded. For the centurion, he did what his faith demanded. Amen. Praise God. For the man at Lystra, the apostle helped him to do what his faith demanded. Faith always demands and creates action. Write it down. Faith always demands and creates action. Faith always demands and creates action. Praise the Lord. Now I want to bring this to you, please. Please understand this. That everybody in church is not on the same level of faith. You may not agree, but that's the truth. Yes, we receive the measure of faith at salvation. But you see, the rate of development of our faith is different. Why? Because some people give heed to God's word more than others. Some mind spiritual things more than others. Some are more yielded to God than others. See that? However, God has made it in his plan that every man will have his need met at his own level of faith. Everyone will have his need met at his own level of faith. That means at your level of faith, God still wants to meet your needs. Some people say, well, but I don't have that much faith. Listen, you don't have to have so big a faith or so great a faith, so to speak, before you have your needs met. You see, the centurion's faith was greater than the woman with the issue of blood's faith. 
True or false? You see, the faith that is absolutely based on God's word is the greatest kind of faith. Jesus passed that comment. He said, not even in Israel, I have not found so great a faith. Amen? I said amen? Yes. However, Jesus did not say to the woman with the issue of blood, thy unbelief has made thee whole. He says, thy faith. So she believed. Though our own level was to touch the arm of Jesus' garment. Amen. She did. And she was healed. Just as much as the centurion's servant was healed. Just as much as Jairus' daughter was healed and raised from the dead. You don't have to have all the faith there is to have before you can have your needs met. Know that. Please, on these things I'm sharing with you, they are very important. Are you listening to me? Uh-huh. If you're listening, wave your hand. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. You don't have to have so big a faith to have your needs met. All you need to do is to be sincere. You see, many people are not sincere when it comes to walking with God. Be sincere. What does your faith demand? What does your faith demand? I remember there was a woman that came whose daughter came to church in Ife. You know. She came to ask me to pray for her daughter who was sick and insane. So while I was praying, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, she came here with the conviction that if she could get anything that the man of God has come in contact with, and that thing comes in contact with her daughter, her daughter will be healed. But she did not know how to say it. And that's why some word of faith people sometimes, they frustrate the faith of people. I'm not a word of faith person in that, in that sense, a clique. I'm not. I'm a Jesus person. Amen. Glory to God. You understand that? So, I took my handkerchief. I said, this has come in contact with, the power, with my body. The power of God has touched this handkerchief. Take! Go! Place it on your daughter. <laughs> she will be healed instantly. She believed it. She smiled. Because that was the demand of her faith. If you say, I will speak a word... <laughs> She may not be able to take that because that's not her level. Hello. So I gave it, I gave that handkerchief to her, and then she went, laid it on her daughter, and she was healed instantly. Amen. She she's singing the choir now in Ife. Glory to God. Healed. Healed. There was another beloved one that came to church and um, was very sick. She was, he was looking it. He looked very sickly. And then I was to pray for him. I said, Lord, any instruction before I pray? The word of the Lord came unto me saying, get an oil, bottle of an oil, and pour the whole thing on his head. 
<laughs> Glory to God. Some pastors were looking at me. I said, well, you may ask questions later. All right? You can't stop me from obeying God. I took the bottle of oil. Mm, I poured it on him. He smiled. He said, ah, yes, I have received my healing. I said, go, it is done. He was healed. Right there and then, praise God. Amen. And I've been in meetings while sharing God's word. Amen. People believe what I say as a point of contact and take it as their reality, as their word. Amen. And they are healed instantly. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. For some, I remember I was ministering one day. And a beloved one came and said, can I, can I just touch, touch your shoes? I said, go ahead and do that. Someone says, no, 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 don't worship me. He said, look, it's not worship. If you understand that, that's the If I can just make a contact. The person did and received a healing. Glory to God. There was another brother whose work wasn't doing fine. His job was not doing fine. And then his business was not doing fine. Praise God. So he came. He said, I just have this conviction in my heart that if I can just shake your hands, just have a, sh a handshake with you, that will be the end of it. I will receive the blessing of God to have my job do well, my business run smoothly. Amen. Praise God. And then I gave him a handshake. The following week, he got a contract worth, I think, four or five million. Amen. And then the following month, he got another contract worth 10 million. Praise God. And then doors opened for him. Glory to God. See that. What is your faith? And what does your faith demand? For the faith of the woman with the issue of blood, our faith demanded that she made that contact, touching the helm of Jesus' garment. Not hear Jesus speak, touch the helm of Jesus' garment. For Jairus, his own faith demanded that Jesus would come to his house and heal his daughter. For the centurion, his faith demanded that Jesus would speak just one word. Speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Amen. Praise God. What is the demand of your faith? That's the question. Faith's point of contact. Faith's point of contact. Hallelujah. Faith's point of contact. Now understand that the point of contact, at that point of contact, there is an exchange. Your faith receives the power of God to materialize it at that point of contact. You remember Mary, the virgin, the angel of the Lord came to her and said, you will conceive and give birth to a child. And that the name of the child shall be called Jesus, for he's going to save his people from their sins. And then she responded, how shall these things be? Seeing that I have known no man. I'm a virgin. I don't have a husband to start with. How will it be? How will it happen? The angel of the Lord said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, point of contact, the anointing. 
the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest, the El Elyon, will overshadow you and you will conceive. Praise God. She believed, right? The Bible says, Blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of those things that were told her from the Lord. There shall be a performance. It takes the power of God to perform what your faith demands. Are you listening to me? At the point of contact, there's an exchange. I remember a minister was ministering one time. And while the minister was ministering, the word of the Lord came unto me. That thing you're believing me for, sow a seed right now. That was the point of contact. And I jumped there, I emptied my pocket, I ran forward, and I saw, you see, there must be liberty of the spirit in church. Are you listening to me? I ran quickly to the minister, and then I sowed that seed. Amen. The very moment I sowed the seed, I knew in my heart that the power of God was released to get that thing done. The supply of the spirit was released. Roughly two months thereafter, I saw the physical manifestation of what I was believing God for. Amen. It happened. It happened. Glory to God. And that was what I had to teach from scriptures. I remember I was praying for a beloved one who was sick with asthma. And it was really, really terrible. No, tuberculosis, not asthma. Tuberculosis. So while I got there and I was sharing with the beloved one, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, spit into a cup of water and give her to drink. I said, what? He said, you heard me. So I had to prepare a heart. Amen. <laughs> I said, you remember John 9? You remember John 9? All right, Jesus spat into the ground and made clay of that saliva. Anointed the eye of that man that was born blind who had never seen before in his life. Amen. And then said to him, go to the pool of Shiloam and wash. The Bible says he came back saying, glory to God. Amen. Now imagine Jesus doing that. This one's the point of contact. Yeah. So I said, you believe that? She said, yes. I said, what if I said to you that the Lord actually wanted me to spit into this cup of water and give you to drink? Would you receive that? What if I said it? <laughs> and then she said, the drugs that she takes, all right, she does not know the content and she, she just takes them by faith. So what was the big deal? That she will receive that. I said, really? She said, of course. I said, do you know that's a lot, what the Lord is saying to me right now? <laughs> you know? And I did just that. And then I gave her to drink and she was healed. Healed. No trace of it. No trace thereafter. Glory to God. Amen. Sometimes the point of contact may come from the minister. Sometimes it is your faith for the man at Lystra. All right, the point of contact did not come from the lame man, came from Paul. Stand up and walk. All right, but you see, the woman with the issue of blood, she knew the point of contact. She came herself. Jairus came by himself. Amen. The centurion came by himself. 
But for the man at Lystra, you see, Paul screamed with a loud voice, Stand up and walk! And he stood up. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Amen? I said amen. Now understand this. The summary of the matter is this. Your faith is not an end in itself or by itself. Your faith is a means to an end. It takes the power of God to materialize your faith. And how does that happen? At the point of contact, there's an exchange. Your faith takes on the power of God to become what it believes. Did you get that? Huh? Did you get that? Uh-huh. As a point of contact. In this meeting, I have been sharing God's word with you. And while I was sharing, the Holy Spirit was ministering to us diversely. And before we leave here, whatever your faith demands, do it. The point of contact is always an action. It's always an action. It's an action. And the action is specific. My own action to release my faith may not be your own. My own action may be that I will listen to tapes all through the night and then I will have that very thing. For you, it may be that as when Pastor Shegun is ministering, all right, when he's done with ministering, just go to him that way. Go to him and tell him to lay his hands on you. That's all. Be sincere. Whatever it demands, give it. It's always an action. Faith's point of contact is always an action. Hello? Faith's point of contact is always what? An action. And this morning, I want you to express your faith in God. How many of you here, you're believing God for something specific? Lift your hands. Something very specific. Amen. If you already have the point of contact, you know it already. Amen. I want you to put it to work today. It's always an action. Can we be upstanding, please? It's always an action. It's always an action. It's always an action. Faith's point of contact is always an action. It is always an action. It is always an action. Glory to God. Lift your hands right now and begin to praise Him. Open your mouth and begin to bless the Lord. Give Him praise. Give Him glory. Sapto pokorika dilegora namasko sifte fregadula baha. Shamto pokore kite susi fregatulige brigadosta. Zemto prokeso ketule brigadista sufte fregadista. Zopto pokoto fregadigla brigadosta sifte fregadigadosta. Zamto pokoto fregadile musi kando brigatole. Zamto pokoto fregatosta. Everyone can receive a blessing. Everyone can receive something from God. It does not matter your level of faith. God has designed a means for you to be reached at your level of faith. Are you listening? God has designed a means for you to be reached at the level of your faith. Go ahead right now and thank Him. And bless Him. Thank you Lord God because I'm going to make that contact today.
I'm going to make that vital contact today. I'm going to make that vital contact today. I'm going to make that vital contact today. I'm going to make that vital contact today. I am making 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 that oh shakataba dehia. I am making that vital contact today. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.